Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. saying it and hopefully everybody that's coming before you that has a microphone is repeating that up, up, up. I want to get it in your spirit. You want to get it in your soul. Uh, we want you to be uh, uh, just full of that, F- full of up, 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 everything in your life. We want you to subconsciously feel it, subconsciously think it, <clears throat> but consciously live it in the name of Jesus. So um, I feel a little hollow again. Uh, my microphone on the, on the stage. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Everything is coming up this year. Tell your friend everything is coming up this year. Now I saw a post on Instagram that said, "Pastors, don't tell your neighbor to touch people because it's flu season." So I'm not gonna tell you to touch them, but tell them. All right. Even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to speak directly to them, just look up in your eye. Say, I'm coming up this year. Tell your neighbor, I'm coming up this year. Y'all really doing it, too. You're looking out the corner of your eye. Look at her. He's going to do it for real. <laughs> Everything is coming up this year. <laughs> so we're talking about something that I think is important that we need to do as we consider the come up. Let's go right into it. The sermon today is huddle up. <clears throat> huddle up. <clears throat> I mean, it's Super Bowl Sunday, y'all. What you, I mean. I want to try to have a little bit of relevance, you know what I'm saying? Huddle up. This is the time where team members, soccer, any, 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 any sport really, but it's really known for football, of course. This is a time where you take some time, you go to the next slide, to assess, adjust, then apply. When you're on the field of life, just going and going and going and taking hits and not knowing what, and people that are supposed to cover you and block you, you getting sacked and all this stuff like that. Sometimes you got to take a step back, assess, make adjustments, then go back out and apply it. Are y'all with me so far? That's the whole sermon. Everybody say, assess, adjust, apply. None of these things are really easy or, or, or natural. If you're a business person, you understand these things. Taking inventory, making assessments, making, you know, uh, having SWATs, you know, uh, 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 SWATs is, what is it? What is it? Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Business owners understand this, successful people understand this, so I'm bringing this strategy to you all, because I believe you are all successful people in the name of Jesus. But it does not, it's not, it's not, you don't really think to do that in just regular life. At at, at, at jobs and stuff, the manager wants to speak to us all. We have a meeting today because he's going to assess, adjust, and then send you back out to apply it. But you need to do this not only in business, but in your life. 
You need to do this for yourself, whether you're single or married. You need to especially do it if you're married. Just take a step back, say, what's up with our marriage? Let's assess what needs to happen. Let's make adjustments, adjustments, and let's go back out and let's try it again and apply it. You need to do that. The biggest thing that will be your strength in 2018 is your step back. Not just being on the field. Everybody, the boxers, boxers have rounds. They don't just go out there and just keep fighting until they win. We have the innate, uh, we have we have this innate habit or, or reflex to just keep fighting until we win. No, 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 no. So just going rounds. Your fight is not just one round. No fight is one round. Even back in the day when they had wars. Wars were in segments of battles. You don't just fight until you win. You just take, take a break, assess, step back. Tell your neighbor, step back. Don't just keep going and you know you are out. Don't just keep going and you know it's not working. Don't just keep going and eventually something will change. No, step back. What's going on? What adjustments do we need to make? Okay, let's go back and apply it again. These three will be in your lives for the rest of your lives. After you overcome this thing, five years later, you're going to have to step back, assess, adjust, and then apply it again. When you get older, you're going to have to step back, y'all. I'm telling you, you got to step back. You got to have a sober moment like, hold on. He cute and all, but you're going to have to step back like, hold on. What's up with my finances? Why didn't I get the return I expected? This year and my taxes, what did I do wrong? Don't just, oh, it's always something. No, What's, what is it? What's the something? What is the something? It's not always a mystery. It's something we need to assess. If we sit and think, we'll be more successful, period. Thank you for those four claps, and I hope you will be blessed by the sermon. Seriously, if we just learn to step back soberly, and assess. See, assessment, well, I'm going ahead of myself, Lord. I know I am. I know I am. But if I repeat something, y'all, this is what it is today. When you assess something, you, <clears throat> am I too loud? No. We don't need the volume too loud because the, the, the building is so good. We don't, everybody can hear me. When you assess something, that's not an easy thing because you have to be honest yeah. with yourself and you got to face yourself. You're not assessing your kids. If your kids are out of control, you have to assess yourself and say, why do I not have the proper management skills to keep these kids behaved? Now, children will be children. Kids will be kids. But ultimately, you cannot start the assessment with them. Whatever the problem is in your life, do not start your assessment with that thing. I'm not saying you never bring it up, but don't start with that. My marriage ain't working. Let me step back. What's wrong with him? Let me step. Pastor said step back. What's wrong with him? Okay, he come in late. No, what's wrong with you? You got to be honest. What's wrong with me? Now, don't go into this self. I'm nothing. And what's wrong with me? Not the pity one. The assessment one. The one that's, that has authority over your mind and your spirit. The one that says, okay, I can let, what's going on with me? Is there something I'm doing? Uh, you got to be honest. You got to be honest. That's not an easy thing. Well, for me, it's not always easy. It's not, it's, not, it's not always easy to be honest with yourself. It's not. So, yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying? It's not. 
uh, but you have to. And then thank God you don't have to go to no confession booth and be on. You ain't got to tell nobody. Just be honest with you. Take it before the Lord. Lord, what's going on? We're going to see it in scripture. So, Lord, what is going on? You know me. You know me inside and out, so I ain't got to hide from you. Okay. I know I got this habit, or I know I do this, or I know I can be better at this, but is that the, what's the issue? And then allow him to tell you what adjustments you need to make. Well, might want to stop that, start that, put that. This is not wrong, but it's in the wrong place. A lot of things are dysfunctional, not because it doesn't belong in your life but because we have it in the wrong place. Are you hearing me? A toaster does not belong in a bathtub. I mean, you could do it, but you gotta pray real hard for them results. So it's not the thing all the time. Sometimes it's, it's placement. This is very serious, so I don't mind taking a little time to set it up, guys, because this is really the whole sermon. I can preach, we can do revelation. And you can see the Bible says here, that's cool, but this is really the whole sermon. Yo, take a step back. And I know some of y'all, I did that. I've done that. Well, if something is not working, do it again. I've already done that. I've, okay, well, stay on the level you are. But if you're ready to come up, I said, if you're ready to come up, you're going to have to learn the art of seasonal step backs or daily step backs until you train yourself to be the next you. Is anybody ready? This is a serious, honest question. It, and don't clap because it's religion in this church. Amen! Don't do that. Is anybody ready to become the next version of yourself? Yeah, yeah please don't clap if you're not. We, we like truth and honesty here. If you ain't ready, cool. I mean, just I hope you enjoy the service and the trap. You know what I mean? But for those of us who are ready, like I've, my, my wife and I talked about it last night. We have mastered this level. You mastered poverty. Aren't you ready to step into prosperity? Like, or you still want to, you, you know what I mean? We, ma we mastered popping off and cussing. And, aren't you ready to have some intelligence? This ain't everybody. I, I don't expect everybody to clap. But for the hundred of you in here, y'all feeling me? I'm ready to walk in wisdom and intelligence. Like, and I'm not talking about be older. You can be 12 clapping your hands like, that's right, Pastor. You can walk in intelligence and wisdom because you've mastered ratchet. We mastered that. I know how to, we, yo, take me to any hood, we make it work. Ain't nothing. We in the hood now. I mean, not this building, but you know what I'm saying. Surrounding areas, kind of like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're going to have to have some tough people on our outreach team. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> ready for the net. We mastered lying. I want to step into truth and honesty no matter what the consequence. Because you only lie because of fear. So remove fear and truth will be easier. You understand what I'm saying? So well, I'm ready for the next version of myself because I, I kind of ma you only bored when you've mastered the level you're on. Ain't nothing to do in Orlando. I'm bored. Don't blame Orlando. That's just land, though. That's just earth. How you gonna blame grass for being unentertaining? Like, ain't nothing to do in Orlando. So you wanna, you need to be somewhere where things happen for you because you don't know how to make things happen for yourself. 
Live. That's not the church we're going to be. I know, tell your neighbor, I know how to make it happen for myself. If nobody else around me is doing it, I'm going to step up on my own because I refuse to be dead, dry, stale, corny, bored. It's not in me to be that way. It's not in me. I don't care what's in Orlando. It's not in me to stay the same. So wherever I am, I'm going to grow. Wherever I am, I'm coming up. Wherever I am, I'm going to get better. What? Tell your neighbor, wherever I am, I'm coming up. If you need to move to New York to come up, it ain't you, it's New York. But sometimes you need to move out of the familiar. You need to move sometimes. You know what I mean? Maybe from Maitland to, what's another one? I don't know no other. Apopka. I don't know this area yet. Hey, Apopka. All four of y'all. How y'all doing? <laughs> you too? Okay. Maybe you need to move from the block you're on to another area to just get a refreshed view of life and wake up and see something different. Like, oh, that's right, I moved. That's right, something changed. That's right, I changed. Sometimes you need that. But if you're ever like, I'm so sick of hearing people saying, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. That means you've mastered the level you're on. That means there's nothing else to do on this floor. You're in, the ho you're in your hotel of life and you know what's, on, what's in every room on the third floor. You master every room. You master Snapchat, Instagram, phone, text messages, fun. You know what TV shows come on, Netflix. Uh, you mastered all that. Millennium Mall, Florida Mall. You, ma you mastered all of that level of living. Now it's time for me to come up. Maybe it's time for me to create. Nothing's going on. Well, I'm going to create something going on then. I'm going to create something. And even for the masses, this, let me get into this. Let me get into this. Let me get into this. All right. First scripture says, this is what we always do. After this, I look. Here's the theme scripture, y'all. <clears throat> John is talking. He says, after this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was that as if it were a trumpet talking with me, which said, what did it say, y'all? You guys sound very excited. It says, come up hither and I will show you things which shall be hereafter. So there's a voice in heaven saying, come up here. He's telling him to come up. So he says, come up here. Not just come up, come up here. So the come up is not random. We're not just gonna have random come up, I'm just gonna come up. So, Cause if you don't know where you're coming up to, you don't know if you came up. If there's no goal, you don't know whether you've reached it or not. So, so it's not just come up anywhere, it's come up here. It's not, it's not really, it's not even really come up, it's really come here. God is really saying come here, but since he's up, you have to come up here. Are you understand what I'm saying? If I'm upstairs at my house, I say, Austin, Austin, come here. If she's downstairs, she's going to have to come up. So what God is really saying is come here. There's a designed place for you now, but you have to come up, y'all. Your next level is not on your level. It's up. So it's not random. It's come up here, you have a design place that's already prepared. There's a specific place where God and your destiny already is. Let me say that again. There is a specific place where God and your destiny already is. He knows the plans that he has for you. It's already set. 
But we got to believe that God knows our end from our beginning. So if God is saying, come here, come up here, we got to trust. First of all, do we believe that God knows our past, our present, and our future? Don't, don't just say amen because you're in church. If you, just think about it if you're not sure. Because the man said when his son was about to be healed, Jesus said, do you believe? He said, I believe, but help my unbelief. In other words, part of me really believes that I'm strong, but there's a little part that's like, uh. you understand what I'm saying? So do we really believe that God knows us, the whole of us, past, present, and future? If you believe that God knew your future for real and the Spirit knows your future, if you really believe that, it should be easier to trust him. It'll be easier to seek him. People go to psychics because they believe they know something about their future or it could bring some clarity to their present or their past. You don't go sit in, in no psychic if you don't believe. You pay money for all that because you actually believe they have some type of intel on your future. So it should be easier to seek God because he knows our future. He spoke us into existence. We were talking about uh, uh, Wednesday night. And the Bible says, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, seed is word, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. When you got born again, what God spoke into you cannot perish. It cannot die. What God spoke into your life has to happen. You will be this. You will be that. You are the head and not the tail. You, it has to happen. It's the next scripture. You can go to the next one. I might not call it all out or look back, but try to follow me as I speak. Uh, that'll help me a lot so I can move this along. You have been made of incorrupt, imperishable. The, the seed, the word of your life, is in, it will not perish. It will never die. I got to say that because you get in some situations where you feel like you're not going to make it. But if the word in me can't die, I got to make it. See, when you think about your life, you think, when you think about your habits and your behavior, you think, oh, my Lord, this is, I reaped this. I brought this on myself. I've been bad. No, but when you think about the word over your life, that can't die. So whatever situation I'm in, I tell your neighbor, I got to come out of it. One more time, say, I got to come out of it. Huddle up. So Joshua here fought a battle. They go into Jericho. Y'all know the, the wall of Jericho? And the wall came tumbling down. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Thank you. Thank you. The wall came down. Big city, Jericho. The wall came down, fell down flat, praise God. They go up now because they're possessing the land. They came out of Egypt. Going into the promised land, going into Canaan. The first city is Jericho. They go in with the mighty wind. They didn't even, well, they did fight once they got in. But they, they, they conquered that land. They, they destroyed even the dog that pissed on the wall, the Bible says. They destroyed everything in Jericho except Rahab and her people in the house. Now they're coming up to another battle at Ai. The people of God are coming into their promised land. The first city it's Jericho. Now they're about to spread out and conquer the whole land. The next city is a small town or smaller city called Ai. <clears throat> they sent spies to Ai. Joshua, they came back with the report. Joshua, you, we ain't got to send, this to take about two or 3,000 people. We can kill them. Ain't nothing. Don't take, all of, don't take all of our soldiers. Just relax. This is going to be an easy win. They went 
and they fought the battle and they lost badly. They lost badly and Joshua's like, whoa. He didn't try to keep fighting. He took a step back. He assessed it. Let me assess. Well, you got to ask yourself, why am I losing as small victories? Why, why am I not getting small victories? Why, why am I losing the small battles? Now, we understand the big things and the, and the strongholds and the things in, in, in our life, but why are we not getting victories in small things? He had to ask himself that. So he had to huddle up. Huddles are used to re recalibrate, to achieve the goal. What's the goal? What's your goal? What are you huddling up for? Right? What is your goal? Now, your goal should not be based, I'm talking, y'all, just for a minute, and we'll get to the, if I don't, I, we, you got to have a goal. Hashtag goals, right? For all the younger people, okay. Hashtag goals. What is your hashtag goals? Your goal should never be based on the response of another person. Please don't do that. I'm going to have a concert and everybody in Orlando going to come out. Don't worry about the second half. Just have your concert. Your goal should never be based on the response of people because they're unpredictable and you can't control that. What's your goal? I'm going to be married in 2020. How do you know? If you're not even dating, how could you make that a goal? It's not a wise goal because you're going to set yourself up for disappointment. By the time I'm 35, I'm going to be married. Are you dating and talking about marriage? No, I don't even know them. Scratch that goal for now. You're going to disappoint yourself. You never set a goal based on the response of another, especially if you don't even know them. Trying to help you. You got enough goals to set within yourself. I, I feel a bubble bursting here. Ladies or men, I'm not trying to bust none of y'all bubble. But unless you're seriously dating and already talking about marriage, you should not set that as a goal. First. It's just wise. Or is you going to be 35 like feeling like nothing? Feeling like a nobody, feeling not good enough, feeling like maybe I should compromise a little more. And no, don't set that as a goal. My goal is to be a wise woman worthy of a king to get my attention. Period. Are you that wise woman? Are you whole within yourself? That's your goal. I'm gonna have money on my own, car, my own, house, my I'm a single living human being. I don't need, oh God. I feel like I'm in a feminist movement or something like that. What is your goal? Maybe your goal is never achieved because it's based on someone else's response. I'm going to put an album out. It's going to go platinum. Four people buy it. You are crushed. Let your goal be making the album. I'm fulfilled that it's done. I'm fulfilled that I did what I set out to do. What is your goal? If you don't have no goal, you're going to be bored again 2018. Blaming God for not bringing excitement into your life. If you don't have any goals, any realistic goals within yourself, the first thing will be, I'm going to start or I'm going to stop. That should be your first goal. I'm 
going to start writing my thoughts down, writing poems, writing the book, uh, uh, creating programs for kids. That, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's on your heart. But your goal should be with I'm going to start or I'm going to stop. When you base goals on I'm going to make sure my cousin gets saved, this, you, you, you're going to be the most depressed person in 2019. He didn't come to the altar. He still ain't saved I brought him on my... He, 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 uh. Your goal should not be other people's response. What's my goal for me? Let me get my health together. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be healthy and stop depending on this medicine. So you have to step back like, we were supposed to win this battle. Why, we did, why haven't we won? He stepped back and said, Lord, look at all this. I put all this up there on purpose. He called all the, the Joshua and all the Israelites tore their clothing in dismay, threw dust on their heads and bowed their face to the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening. Then Joshua cried out, oh, sovereign Lord. Why did you bring us across the Jordan River if you're going to let the Amorites kill us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side, Lord. What can I say now that Israel has fled from its enemies? For, for when the Canaanite... Now he's complaining, kind of. He's praying. He's, he's complaining. <laughs> it's like a complaining prayer. You know what I mean? He's complaining. Don't complain. <laughs> Don't complain. Don't do it. Don't complain to God. Say, Lord, what's the issue? But don't, don't complain because God is never on trial. But the Lord said this. The next verse says, but the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Yeah. He said to Joshua, get up. Now, Joshua is praying. And I know all religious people and church people, that's the, you better pray. But God says, stop praying. What do you do when God says, stop praying? When God says prayer ain't the issue in this one. It's something in your life, I mean your camp, that's stopping your victory. You can't pray this one out. You got to, oh God. You got to do something. This, this situation is not about what I'm going to do. It's about what you're going to do. Many people are failing and not having small victories. They're losing at small things, waiting on God to do something. And God is like, uh-uh, this one is on you. I've given you the power. I've given you the wisdom. I've given you the resources. And I've given you the strength. Tell your neighbor, you got it. You got it. Why are you lying on your face like this? Oh, I thought this was the posture of worship. I thought this is how you get victory. No, 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 no. Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not only stolen them, but have lied about them and hidden the things among their own belongings. Why? Now we got to make the adjustments. You see now what's going on. Now we have to make adjustments. Now we have to cut some things. Cut it. Cut it. Something. Sorry, sir. <laughs> now we got to cut some things. The Bible calls, uh, in Acts, the, the Bible calls the disobedient uh, children of God uncircumcised 
in our ears and our heart. You're uncircumcised in heart and in your ears. Now, when you're uncircumcised, that means there's too much flesh surrounding the sacred areas of your life. It's too much flesh covering what's sacred. You have too much flesh surrounding what's sacred in your life. So you cannot afford to have carnal Christianity. Some of us need to cut some of the flesh around what God calls sacred. Oh, okay. That, they didn't get that one. I thought that would be a better point. So now we have to make adjustments. Oh, we got to make new plans. See, this sermon is really about plans. When you huddle up, you come up with a plan. I think God's people problem is we don't have plans. We get saved and we recline like, I, wanna, I, I can't wait to see what God's going to do. And then nothing happens in our lives. And then we're like, hello, this Christianity doesn't work. Well, what's your plan? What is your mark? Paul even said, I press toward the mark. I at least have a mark. Are you pressing towards anything? If you don't have a mark, you're just pressing amiss. The next scripture says, yeah, um, a person's heart plans his way, but the Lord determines his steps. Your job is to come up with a plan. God's job is to direct your steps. In all thy plans, I mean in all thy ways, acknowledge me. And I prioritize your steps. My cousin <laughs> tells us all the time, everything y'all plan to do happens. Everything y'all plan to do, y'all do it. And I'm not saying we're so great. I'm not saying we have the resources or the finances all the time. But if you have a plan, God will give you the steps. We planned on moving to Orlando. Didn't have nothing. We moved here. We planned on starting the church. We did it. We planned on moving in here. We, everything we said we would do. Everything we had set in our hearts to plan to do. GWE, the gospel worship experience. It was crazy last Monday. Was y'all here? Everything we set out to do, we did it. I'm not bragging. I'm saying there's benefits to planning. Oh, you got to plan. Please plan. If you don't plan, you'll, go, you'll, you'll be swayed into someone else's agenda. So now you're somebody else's pawn, and you don't even know you're being used to fulfill their plans. Oh, somebody got plans for you. Trust me. They're not just DMing you because you've got a good scripture on your page. They got plans. So either get a goal or a goal will be set for you. Then you're going to wake up in two months like, I just feel so taken advantage of. I just feel so manipulated. Well, you wouldn't be if you knew your goal. You can't manipulate me if your, your suggestion is against my plan. You have to have a plan because you have to know, watch this. I never thought I'd say watch this, but look at me. I don't know. You have to have a plan because you have to know what not to engage yourself with. I wish, maybe I should have worn a suit today. They'll listen more. 
excuse my Tim's, but if you, you need a plan so you know what not to involve yourself in. This is not along my route. This is not along my journey. This doesn't match my goal. He said, get up. Command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. Hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove the things from you. You'll never defeat your enemies until you just remove these things. Just remove it and you'll win. Just, re- just re- remove it and, and you'll win. We talked about putting it away Wednesday. We talked about put away. Certain things, if you just put, you're so ready to blast off. Can I prophesy to y'all? You're so ready to take off that all you got to do is put away and you'll take off. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Some of us don't even have to focus as hard on where you're going. You need to focus on what's holding you down. Your purpose is so ready to take off, but you're just so hooked onto them corny friends that's going to keep you on this level until 2030. You're so ready to take off, all you got to do is put away. How did I get nine minutes left? Let's do this. So the Bible says, watch this. I want to give you these scriptures really quick. It says, put to death. Watch this. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. The next one says this. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's stay right there. Stay right there for a second. Paul right here is talking to the believers. He's not talking to sinners. He's talking to the church at Colossae. He's telling the church to put away sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. Not the saints. You ain't really saved. You ain't really saved if you you still got lust. You ain't really saved. (laughs) You got to question whether they saved. If they got evil desires, you got to question their salvation. Even though I'm saved, I'm free from it, but it's still alive. Are y'all hearing me? When I get saved, I get a step back and I get the strength to put to death. What God does at salvation is give me strength to put to death those things that are still alive in me. That's why we could be saved as all get out and still sin like the best of them. And you know what we do? (laughs) We feel like the... Let me slow this down. I really want to say it how you just dropped it. I just want to say, what we do is we consider the sinful us the real us. Because first of all, that was the first us. So the earthly first person, the sinful one, we really consider that the real us. Because after all, when we got saved, we got saved to be done with all that. So now you get saved and it's still there. Now you think sin is stronger than the blood. That salvation thing ain't really work because I still got evil desires. I still No, 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 no. Just because it's still there don't mean you don't have power over it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Stop making things power. It's almost like your sins endured salvation. <laughs> like it made it through. 
No. So we empower the sin in our lives as the real us or as the thing we can never get over or get rid of. I tried God. I tried oil. I tried fasting. No, 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 no. You're going to have to consistently remind yourself to put it to death. And these sins are zombies. Trust me, they are the walking dead. They will come back like, are you sure you don't want to touch me anymore? Yes! Now will you go somewhere and sit down? They're zombies. They're going to keep coming. <laughs> I don't care how saved you are, how your prayer regimen is. I love you all. I appreciate you. And I'm glad you got a war room. But don't come up in here acting like you don't have old thoughts. Now, they're not as strong as they used to be. They're zombies. So they're walking slow. <laughs> they're not as fast as they used to be. But they still, you still here? Just kick them down the steps like, boo. There you go. So just because it's still there doesn't mean it's stronger than salvation. Are y'all hearing me? Put it away. Put it to death. Keep going to the next one. But now you must also rid yourselves. Who's going to do it for you? Who's going to do it for you? If I pray hard enough, God's going to rid yourselves. When I, if I just get the Holy Ghost to speak in tongues, it'll... Rid yourselves. What God does is give you the power to rid yourselves. God is so, he's such an empowering God. He's not going to just remove everything out of your life. He's going to let you know and prove to yourself that you got power. Because there's no way I could rid myself of something that I liked for so long unless I got supernatural strength, supernatural power, supernatural anointing. Rid yourselves. It is no one else's responsibility. Y'all must not be praying hard enough. You must not be trying hard enough. Rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Don't lie. This is saints. Paul is bringing order to the saints. And he's not talking to the leaders. Everybody is responsible for this. This is the assessment. These are the adjustments you got to make. Put it away. Look at your name and say, put it away. <laughs> say it again. Put it away. Oh, I got five minutes. Well, really three, but check this out. <laughs> Speaking of put it away, this scripture helped me, y'all. It helps me. Not helped. I still need help, but this helps me. Job said, I made, look at this. Everybody look at this. I made a covenant with my eyes. Not to look lustfully at a woman. Do y'all? Every time I see covenant in the Bible, it's between families or armies or between me and God and the covenant. And the... This man made a covenant with his eyes. Like he stepped back. He made an assessment like, look, eyes. See y'all? You, you feel me? Look here, eyes. We got to have a talk. All right? We ain't going to be looking at women lustfully, okay? Let's, covenant is an agreement. It's a contract. Let's make, you need to make an agreement with, oh God. If Job can make an agreement with his eyes, so can you. You need to make an agreement with your hands. We ain't going to be touching anything. You need to make it, oh God, let me just get up. 
Y'all don't want the adjustment. Y'all don't want it. We all just want to come up, but we don't want to do what it takes to do it. You got to start making a covenant with your heart. We're not going to be all emotional about everything. You need to make a covenant with your mind. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Make a covenant with your legs. Don't be walking everywhere. Make a covenant with y'all. Make a covenant with your mouth and your ears. I ain't going to listen to everything, and I ain't going to say everything. Can anybody see this? This ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. It's not even between him and God. It's not even between him and God. It's between him and his members. You need to make a covenant with your loins. I'm trying to be PG here. Make a covenant with your loins. We ain't going there. We can, but we not. Not even sexual. I mean, this is a this is a, a lust category. But anger. Why are you so mad all the time? Let's a hey, heart. Can we have a talk? Let's have a talk. We ain't gonna do that in 2018, all right? Talk to your heart. Talk to your emotions. Why are you always popping off? Make a covenant with yourself. Now, don't tell your husband to join. Oh God, never mind. Sometimes it's between you and you. If you don't have the strength or the wherewithal to make a covenant with yourself, I don't know how much you care about your come up. I don't know how much you care about your next level. If you need encouragement all the time, I don't need no, I'm sick of this. I made a covenant with my eyes, yo, not to behold or look at a woman lustfully. This is for, this is, has nothing to do with anybody else but you and God. Hmm. All right, let me, let me, let me keep it moving. The Lord told me, to, I got to say this though, I'm sorry. I, I tried to skip it. Y'all know me. I'm glad y'all do, you know what I'm saying? He made a covenant with his eyes. I said, okay, Lord, this is not even between you and him, it's between him and him. I said, but your strength is made perfect in our weakness though, you know what I'm saying? He said, but my strength comes after your choice is established. Your choice is first, and then my strength comes. Did y'all hear that? So if you choose to do better, you got strength to do it. But you're not just gonna have strength to do something you never even chose to do. You're waiting on the strength of God to give you what to choose. No, God is standing back like, let's see what they choose. If you want to do right, I'll give you strength to do it. Are you? And your strength is made perfect in weakness. You know you're weak. That's what the Lord told me. And I'm going to move to the last point. We're going home to watch the game. Your strength is perfect in weakness. Listen to this. You only know you're weak by what you attempt to do. So you can't say it's a weakness of mine. I'm just always cussing somebody out. God knows my weakness. I just, uh, mother, I just, just do it, and God knows. I just cuss. Uh, did you try to stop? You can't call something a weakness unless you attempt. Okay. Sex is not a weakness unless you try to stop. Sex. 
So if that's your choice and your goal and you're trying, then he gives you strength in that area where you're weak. Does that make sense? Don't just go around, I'm weak. This is the area, this is one of my weaknesses. No, it's not. It's one of your leisures. <laughs> it's one of, never mind. <laughs> but if you're trying and if you're attempting, then he gets strength in that weak area. You don't know you're weak unless you try to lift the weight that you can't lift. I hope I'm helping two people today. Only two. That's why it says strong meat belongs to them that are of full age who by reason of their senses exercise. You got to exercise those senses. Let's go back to Joshua. Assess, adjust. You got to put this away, put this away. Now apply. <laughs> and Joshua said, why hast thou trust? So now he said there's sin in the camp. Here we go. Somebody messed up. That's why y'all lost. I told y'all don't take no silver, no gold. But when y'all won that last battle, somebody took some silver, somebody took some gold, and they're hiding it in their house right now. Joshua said, what? So he got up like, oh, everybody. He had everybody's house checked. Everybody's tents were checked. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Achan and his family, they found gold and silver hidden in his tent. So Joshua said, what? They did Bring them here. They all came before all of Israel, the Bible says. And Joshua said, why have you troubled us? The Lord shall trouble you this day. And, and, how many people in Israel? And how many? All Israel stoned him with stones. And burned them with fire. Let me tell you who them is. If you read this scripture, y'all. His wife... The Bible says all of his daughters, all of his sons, his ox, his donkeys, his sheep, they brought his tent. Everything connected to this man, they brought it and they stoned it. Sheep were being stoned. Ox and cattle was being stoned. Yeah. After they stoned them, they burned them with fire, the Bible says. And they raised over them a great heap of stones to this day. So the Lord turned his anger from them, and the place was called the Valley of Achor. Whoa. That's really, really, really deep. They took everything connected to this man and, and destroyed it. Why? Because anything in the house could be a trigger. Anything connected to that thing that I'm trying to get rid of could be a trigger. Let me go to the other side over here. The thing I'm trying to get rid of, I can't have nothing like it. In I can't have a dog like it. I can't have a sheep. I can't have nothing connected to it. I can't have nothing that even smells like the house I'm trying to get rid of. Everything connected to it had to go. And the thing I love about this, good God, I'm about to close. I'm going home, y'all. Thank y'all for coming to live this morning. Everybody stoned them, all of Israel. If you're in my squad, if you're in my huddle, oh, you got to put a stone in. Everybody helped Joshua handle the problem. If you in my squad, you got to throw stones too. And hey, we don't talk like that no more. Remember you said we don't talk like that no more? That's stoning it. That's you helping me get rid of it. This is the wrong side. Let me go over here. If you're in my squad, you got to throw a stone in it too. 
Oh, remember, oh, I thought we was coming up this year, Ty. That's right. Thank you for helping me put away this thing out of my life. You need people in your squad that can stone. Ask your neighbor, do you got a stone or no? Because if you ain't going to help me put it away, I don't need you in my life. I don't need you in my circle. I don't need you in my future. I need people around me like, no, we're not doing that. No, we keeping it on. No. Can everybody just throw a stone and say, no. We're going to be holy this year. No. We're going to be prosperous this year. No. We're going to be faithful this year. No. Why y'all not saying no with me? What you say? Everybody in my crew got to put a stone in this. Everybody. I, did, I, 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 I remember. I thought we talked. That's right. Thank you. Throw it in there. Throw it in there. Keep that thing buried in my life. It's quiet over here. Let me go over here. I need you to help me keep it buried. Don't let me go back to being bitter. Don't let me go back to being depressed. Don't let me go back to being, I, I, I thought we said the peace, passive all understand. That's right, thank you for helping me keep that thing buried. All of Israel, God told Joshua to do it. His squad helped him. You need a squad that'll help you do what God told you to do. Everybody got to have a stone in it. Everybody got to have a stone in it. Here's my last closing. I didn't say first. <laughs> Leave it on this scripture, please. Thank you. Huddle up means you can put who's playing. I'm, uh, God bless you, musicians. We bless you. Y'all used to be going long. I'm trying to sh shorten it. Oh, you done already? Okay. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, help me kill it. Help me put it away. Help me bury it. So that means you got to tell some people what you're killing. So don't just expect them to pick up on your new habits. No. Hey, this is an issue in my life that I want under the heap of rocks. I need you, if you're going to remain in my life, to put a stone in this thing. Woo! Dear. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I need you to put a stone in this. If you're going to be in my life, here's the issue I'm trying to keep under. Help me. Or here's the goal I'm trying to reach. Help me out. I mean, either way. You need people. You cannot do it alone. Get everybody on board. Get your crew. Everybody stand up. That helps me close, too. Everybody stand up. Assess. Take a step back. Assess. Make the adjustments. And then go back out and apply it. The Bible says after that moment, I don't think Joshua ever lost another battle since. They kept winning, they kept winning, they kept winning, they kept winning. And it's time for you to keep winning, keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. Live, are y'all ready to win? Not just one, are you ready to keep winning? Keep winning. Everything you touch wins. Everything you touch is go good God. Everything you touch is blessed. Everything, if you're blessed, everything you touch is blessed. Do you believe you're blessed? 
Everything connected to you is blessed. Say, everything connected to me is blessed. Now, I don't understand for the life of me why someone would not say that. Because I'm looking around, y'all just like, ready to go home. I'm ready too. I'm about to, I'm about to let y'all go home. But I don't understand for the life of me why you won't say something good over your life. You're so quick to say, this is a mess. You're so quick to say everything is wrong and everything is a mess. And you're so quick to complain. The man of God is saying, say everything connected to me is blessed and you're ready to go. The devil is a liar. Take a minute. We're all about to leave, but speak a blessing over your life. Say everything connected to me is blessed because I am blessed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. From the inside out, I'm blessed. I am favored. I am healed. I am a whole. I got victory. I got victory. Oh God, okay. Somebody is gonna be running across the field today with the victory because they're gonna be the champs. I need the believers to have more celebration than them. Because you got victory in the field of life. You got victory. Y'all don't sound excited. If you got victory, scream. Here's what I want y'all to do as we close. Huddle up. I want you to get your squad. Find your team. First of all, Do you have the right players to reach your goal? Are the people in your circle the right players to achieve the goal? If you're kicking a field goal, you have special teams on the field. If you're running it, there's other players on it. You understand what I'm saying? Depending on the goal, circle up. Do I have the right people in my circle to be righteous? Y'all quiet now. To be prosperous, to be successful, to be godly. And do I have the right people? Because birds of a feather. I'm sorry, that's eagles. I'm sorry. Birds of a feather. I'm sorry, that's the eagles. Go to the next one. Birds of a feather. Uh oh, uh, the bird. <laughs> Don't be mad. You have your church, you put the Patriots up there. today. Hold on, 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 because y'all doing it and that's good. Hold on. Please, do not huddle up with the person closest to you in proximity. Huddle up with the influencers of your life. If your friend is over there, go find them and huddle up. The person you about to talk to this week, the person who you about to text off, find them and huddle up with them. I don't care if it's two or 22. Everybody just start making little circles all around the building. Build it up, please. Build it up. Circle up. Find yourself a winning squad. Make circles all over the building. I don't care where you at. Make circles. You can go. Praise team. Y'all can go. Hey, Jesus. Find your, get your squad. The people who you talk to most. 
the people who you communicate with most find your squad circle up huddle up with your squad and what I want you to do when you get your squad I want you to huddle up get a squad you can plan a business with get a squad you can plan improvements with get a squad that you can plan holiness with get a squad you can plan godliness with get a squad you can win with huddle up with the winning squad and when you huddle up pray for your squad right now in the name of Jesus Father I thank you for the people in my life let everybody pray all over the building Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.